to welcome you to the first ever Off the Wire podcast. Uh, the first episode, as it were, I would assume that this would probably be the first ever and only Off the Wire podcast. As um, I am venturing into this sphere of podcasting, and I've been sitting on this for oh man, probably three years. And so I just decided it's time. And I've been asked by several friends and folks that know me that you really need to start something that you can be able to share with people and be able to uh, help folks uh, with the things that I teach, the things that I preach, the things that I uh, try to share with people over coffee who seem to be helped. And they say, hey, do you have a podcast? Maybe you should get a podcast. Maybe you should start one. Because, And I have been, uh, and this will be more in the next episode when I talk a little bit about myself um, and kind of my journey and, and my uh, under, understanding of how uh, the Christian life works itself out. But, you know, I, I am a pretty, I, I don't want to be a self-promoting type person. That's one of the things that you may notice uh, as you as you uh, go along with me. But I, I don't like to just uh, say, look at me, look at me, look at me. I did, I did like to do that when I was a kid. And uh, since becoming a Christian, I can say that that has slowly uh, been worked out um, to where I don't feel like this incessant need to, to be seen and to be heard and to be known. And so I just, um, I, I love the, the beauty of the Christian faith that says that the Lord is, is present in, in the most mundane, in the most simple of circumstances. In fact, He's present with us at all times. And so uh, not, on, not, not just because people give you accolades or people say, hey, wow, have you, do you know so-and-so? And, you know, I'll be real honest. I used to love or, or love that people would uh, quote me or love that people would reference uh, what I said something earlier. And, and you realize like how fleeting that is. And so if, if in any way this podcast is helpful to people, that's my, my, that's my primary desire is that this podcast helps people, not that they can point back to me and, and be able to say, wow, he, he was really insightful on this. Maybe, you know, Maybe they forget my name, and that's totally fine with me. But the biggest thing for me is is that I can help people. And so, so the question is, there are a ton of podcasts out there. Why, why start a podcast? Well, I already mentioned that friends and, and acquaintances have, have encouraged me to start a podcast. And so I decided to start one. <laughs> and, and then you start looking at the landscape of podcasts, and there's some really good ones out there right now. But one of the things that I kept finding that was difficult or that, that was not being uh, met in the podcast sphere, at least a, a, a gap that I saw, was that there are, are a lot of podcasts that, that can share a lot of esoteric theology, a lot of fine points and nuanced theology, which is really important. So neither ends of this uh, spectrum are, are bad, as it were, but, but I wanted to try to find a middle road. And so one end of the spectrum is this esoteric, finely nuanced theology, um, a, a podcast that that is for well uh well-tuned machines, as it were, in the area of theology to pe- where people can follow. And th- those are good, and those are beneficial, and those are necessary. Um, but they didn't veer off into the, into the realm of practical pieces. A lot of times they may mention it, but they don't talk about how is this actually practical to my life. And then on the other side, as you can probably already surmise, that the, the other side of that is that there are a ton of practical podcasts 
but with very little theological grounding to those podcasts. A lot of it is uh, you, you could actually probably divorce the Bible out of any discussion that they would have if you could find any discussion of the Bible, and you may still have the same essence or root. And so, so they're really good at what's called natural theology, being able to, to look at the landscape of the world and being able to, to share uh, nuggets of how to live in the world, which th- that's important too. So natural theology is important, but it has to be also wedged with with what's called uh, special revelation so we'll get into some of those those topics and what those things are uh, in in as we as we journey together but that's really the the gap that I saw within podcasts is that there there's a lot of really good theology podcasts and a lot of really good practical podcasts but not a lot of those that try to put them together intentionally so uh, it's, so, so what this podcast is seeking to do is not to, to just as a matter of course, uh, just after the fact, as it were, to, to have a podcast that talks about how, what are the practical outworkings of this or, or what is the theological grounding of this. But those two things are held together. And I, I think that it'd be uh, really helpful uh, to just encourage you on this first podcast to stick with me to give me uh, three podcasts of your time, <laughs> essentially the first three podcasts. Listen to those, and if you don't like what you hear, that is totally fine. No harm, no foul. I don't know who you are yet unless you reach out to me, and it won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> but I want to encourage you that I think that, that this journey together could could really be beneficial for, for both of us if, if you look at it as, as just that, us walking together. And so as I'm sharing things, you say, well, I wonder what he meant by that. This is a conversation. This is not just me pontificating uh, what I think, although there obviously is going to be my thoughts and my, my, uh, my, my ruminations on, on different things that, um, that we see in Scripture and, and then as it works itself out in Scripture. But again, this is a conversation, and, and the best conversations are had when two people engage in it, not just in one monologue. And so um, you can always email me at Matthew at MatthewWireman.com. And I will be happy to, to talk with you about uh, any, any number of things that you would like to, to discuss. And so if you would like to, to hear more uh, about my, my thoughts on the topic, let me know. Drop in questions um, and we'll, we'll move from there. But I wanted to at least give you that email to, to be able to send to me. You can also make comments uh, and on, on my blog as well as on the podcast itself. And so I wanted to say stick with me, and I wanted to encourage you in this, and that this is a, a real real problem because of the, the two uh, streams, as it were, that I mentioned, is that you have a lot of folks who love theology. I love theology. I teach theology. <laughs> I love theology. Um, and a lot of times people that love theology... And myself included in this. I'm not. I'm not divorcing myself from this. But included within that is the tendency to think that uh, <laughs> that I am better than someone who doesn't know. And uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say that to, to think that oh, that I know more. Well, <laughs> that that is the case. That I may know more than someone else, but that doesn't make me better. Than someone else, and so what can happen is pride can slip in. Pride can start to really mess with our hearts. You know, it, it puffs up, 
as the Apostle Paul said, it puffs up, but but love, what does it do? Love builds up. And so our goal here is to, to love one another as Christ has loved us. So he taught and then he he graciously helped. I mean, I just even think about Jesus' disciples that they didn't know uh, what all was going to happen. They, he said, come follow me. And they said, I want to follow this guy. I want to learn from this guy. And then they realized, oh man, I did not realize that he was going to call us to, to take up our cross. I didn't realize that he was going to tell me to, um, to eat his flesh and drink his blood. I didn't know that he was going to send us two by two out to tell people and, and to wipe the dust off our feet when they kick us out. <laughs> I didn't know. And, uh, and so Jesus himself lovingly teaches people. So you have to have good doctrine, good thoughts, right thoughts about who God is. And then you, that should automatically lead into right love, right action towards God and towards human beings. And so, um, so as we think about that, I want you to have that in your, in your, um, in your arsenal of, of thinking but then I also want to have in your arsenal of thinking that on the other stream is that people will automatically say, well, just tell me what I need to do. Tell me, tell me what the practical outworking of this is. I listened to that sermon, but there wasn't really a lot of practical stuff. Well, it's true that you can have unfortunate preaching that does not, that does not seek to help people practice their faith. But when our tendency and when our MO is just to, hey, I'm going to... Just give me the practical stuff. Give me the give me the nuts and bolts. Give me the just the facts, you know, of of what how why this matters, and and not having done the hard work of actually understanding why it matters and how these things work out. You have a lot of folks that are walking around with a lot of practical pieces, but not a lot of footing, not a lot of grounds or roots into the soil of God's word to be able to say when when winds come, when storms come, instead of being tossed to and fro, there's a rootedness in God's word that, wow, my practical outworking, it failed here. I wonder what I can learn, how I can grow. I, I wanna I wanna continue to to press into that. And so so I want you to have those two things in common. And I see in scripture, I wanted to just walk through a couple uh, representative passages. Uh, if you go to uh, James chapter two, James chapter two, you know this is Jesus's brother, and uh, I mean I I love the the letter of James, and I mean we may spend some time walking through the letter itself, but he he does a great job of talking to Christians who think they know, and then he shows them that they don't really know. They have all the outside conformities to what uh, knowledge is supposed to know. They can, they can wax eloquently about, about theology proper. But when it comes to not showing favoritism, drawing near to those who are orphans and widows, those who are sojourners, those who are outcasts, they don't really understand. They don't really know. And so, so James writes lovingly, but he also writes scathingly to, to this group of Christians. He says, what good is it? This is uh, James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith? So you say, okay, yeah, I, I believe. I believe I have faith. What good is it if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? 
If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is weak? No, he says it is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active, this is key, that faith was active along with his works. And faith was completed, was brought to its goal by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. And so so I, I think that and I could go on and, and keep reading more, but but you hear from James and this is this is the the, the difficulty a lot of times. You know, Luther called uh, the epistle of James uh, an epistle of straw, that he wasn't really excited about it because it didn't highlight the fact that we are saved by grace through faith alone. But see, the the reformers, the Protestant reformers, said that a, a true saving faith never stays alone. It saves alone because it's based upon the merits of Jesus Christ, but it never stays alone. It always bears fruit. I mean, that's we see that in life itself, right? You, you plant a seed, and if that seed doesn't sprout, then it was a dead seed. But if it sprouts, if it grows, figs, as it were, then it was a living seed. And, and in that seed, we don't know what we're going to all, we don't know all the all the characteristics that we're going to have, all the branches, what our leaves are going to look out like. We have an idea, but we don't know exactly how our branches are going to form. And and we don't know how the how the uh, the arborist is going to trim up some branches and thin us out and 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 let us bear more fruit. But uh, but we see at the very least that James is pushing on those who would say, "I I go to Bible study Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday." You know, uh, James is pushing back on you and on me to be able to say, "Be careful." Be careful not to think that just because you know that you truly know. So let's go. Let's go to an, another passage in uh, in Luke chapter six, verse forty six. Jesus says this. He says, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them." I will, show, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them, these words of Jesus's, is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of the house, of that house, was great. So we hear Jesus himself, everyone who hears these words and does them. This is Jesus. So that was, that was Luke chapter 6, verse 46 and following. Now, he's, now in Matthew, we hear this same thing in Matthew chapter 7, right near the end of the, the Sermon on the Mount. 
He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it didn't fall because it had been founded on the rock. And so what Jesus is saying is that there will be rain. There must be rain. There must be floods. There must be winds that beat on the houses of our lives because that builds character. That shapes us. That produces resiliency and faith. That produces a perseverance that is, that is evident in a Christian's life because they are emulating who God is and his forbearance and his perseverance with us. So there has to be rain, there has to be adversity to make us more like our Savior. Because we're not yet perfect, but he is calling us to perfection. He's calling us to be the kind of people that we already are. To do the things that are in conformity with our identity in Jesus. And isn't this what what Jesus at the end of, of Matthew, what he says in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission, right? What does he say in the Great Commission? He says... You know, go here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right there, and I should know this, or I do know this, but I'm gonna read it because I want to slow down on some things here. But he says, he says here in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, 18 through 20. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, because all authority has been given to Jesus. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, that is, obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so as you look at this passage, all authority, go therefore and make disciples. That is the command is to make disciples. Well, what are disciples? Well, they're first baptized in the triune name of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And then we, as we are to make disciples, not only are we to baptize them, but we're also to be teaching them to observe, to obey all that Jesus has commanded. Right? So those are the, those, that's the impetus. As you're going, as you, it's assumed that you're going to be walking on the path. And so Jesus is telling us to go and make disciples and do it by baptizing and by teaching. And not just teaching, teaching to observe, teaching to to have works that are in accord with their faith. Again, faith alone saves, but that faith never stays by itself. That's not the way that God had, had has ever called it to be. And so we're we'll as we as we go together, we'll we'll um we'll see how these two things of teaching and obedience how they are part and parcel of what it means to be a Christian. So thank you for being on this this first ever podcast with me. And I'm really thrilled that you stayed with me. And uh, if you have stayed with me, I'd love to, I'd love to, again, encourage you. And I mean this. Send me an email. I'd love to find out what questions you'd like for me to answer or, or at least dive into. <laughs> Not that I can answer it on one podcast or any number of podcasts, but, um, or maybe a guest that you would like to have meet me have come on, on the uh, podcast, and I'd be happy to interview them. I've already interviewed about 11 or 12 people, and we're working on editing those right now, but we should have those up. Uh, as well with this with this first, second, and third podcast, which are the the foundations of what this podcast is about.
And so I wanted to start here that, that the whole point of this podcast is to put theology together with practice. That theology does matter. So thank you all so much, and I look forward to meeting you one day and hearing from you.